be more present. So how do you do it? How do you find ways to be present? And yeah, I, I say it all the time on this podcast, but you've got to meditate. You've got to find ways to slow down. And meditation, if you struggle with meditation, if you have ADHD like I do, sitting still is really tough. And a lot of how they recommend doing it is just hard for us. So I learned, you know, they will always say you should get up and then sit in a separate chair and you meditate then. By the time I get up, I'm going. And it's really hard for me to then like slow down. So instead, what I do is when my alarm goes off, I put my earbuds in and I meditate right there lying down. You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go-to-market strategy, building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing, growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. Self-awareness is an absolute superpower. It is your secret to better knowing how you show up, how people perceive you, and of course, how to improve. It's also the secret to making sure that the decisions you're making are aligned with the core of you, your mission, your goals, your values. Without this self-awareness and the self-reflection, we're just ping-ponging all over the place. We are in reaction mode. We are reactive permanently, responding to everybody else and not staying true to ourselves and what we really want in this life. So in this episode, I'm going to break down how do you get more self-aware? I did this in a recent newsletter and the feedback was amazing. I got so many DMs of people talking about how helpful it was. And so I said, okay, I really need to do this for podcast as well. So I will also link the newsletter issue um, in the show notes so that you can read through it. There's um, some other things that are in that format. And I want to hear from all of you. What do you learn? What did you learn from this? What was the biggest aha? But keep listening. We're going to make you more self-aware so you can be the leader that you are meant to be. Okay. So how do you do this? How do you be more self-aware? We're going to dive into what are the biggest challenges, the blockers to being more self-aware? And they really fall into kind of four main categories. And then we're going to dive into tactical actions, things you can do to cultivate more self-awareness. So let's dive in. And first and foremost, like, why do you need to be more self-aware? Seriously, self-awareness is a leadership superpower. And it's very interesting for me when I work with people or talk to people who I can tell are are lacking in that self-awareness. 
where they are being triggered in ways that they don't even see and they get themselves into trouble. They respond to people in ways that are not helpful and are not the kind of appearance that they want to create in the world. Oftentimes, they don't even know what they want in the world because they are lacking that self-awareness. Self-awareness helps you show up as the most empowered, thoughtful, and impactful version of you. If you aren't self-aware, you can't improve, right? Self-awareness is about figuring out how you show up, how people perceive you, how people interact with you, and then identifying areas where, where you can improve that. And this is really big for entrepreneurs, for founders of all kinds, because you are going to be the most successful when you are aligned with your true goals and mission in life and when you are maximizing your strengths and minimizing your weaknesses. But if you don't know what those things are, you're going to be kind of lost at sea. So why is self-awareness so freaking hard? So I think there's really four main reasons. One is no one teaches it to you. If you really think about it, like growing up as kids, we are really taught to be aware of authority and to follow what they want. And especially if you're a female or you were raised as a girl, you were probably taught to be more in tune to what others want and need from you than to yourself. I think guys tend to have a little bit of a, an advantage here. But even still, I actually think men are typically not taught to be aware of their own emotions. They might be aware of their wants and wants in the world and their desires and their goals. Whereas women, I think we are much more likely to really struggle with who we want to be and, and who we even are. But I've spoken with lots of men that they were really taught to ignore their emotions. And so they really struggle to get in touch with those feelings and know how to navigate them. Okay, so so no one teaches you self-awareness. So number two, in terms of blockers to be more self-aware, our world is designed to keep us distracted. It is, and, and that distraction, it keeps us not, not paying attention to ourselves and to our inner world. Right. If you're always scrolling through social media or you always have entertainment and media in your face or in your ears, you don't have a lot of time to just be. It's funny, I, I was talking to my therapist the other day and and I we were talking about my ongoing struggle to be addicted to busyness. And one of the things uh he mentioned is he was like, You're a human doing, not a human being. And yeah, I think that is, has been an ongoing struggle of mine is that I keep myself so distracted that I don't always know what I want, or who I am or what I need or the direction I want to go in. So, okay, number three, there's no textbooks. There's no guide to you. There's lots of books about kind of human psychology and, and personal growth and all these things, but you're going to have to be the one to figure out how it applies to you in your own journey. It's all on you. There's no one else who can do this work for you. And 
I think that means there's something pretty beautiful about it, but it also means that it's kind of freaking hard. And lastly, the journey is never ending. You are always changing. You are always growing. And so you might think you've kind of reached this point where you're like, oh, I really understand myself because what you're going to change tomorrow and the next day. And so you've got to constantly be checking in and evaluating what works, what is for you, and who are you really. It's a never-ending journey. Okay? Self-awareness is not the destination. It is the journey, folks. So, okay, so how how do you do it? I think that solving the challenge, increasing that level of self-awareness, it means addressing each one of these four kind of categories. Okay, so we're going to do this one at a time. So no one teaches you self-awareness. So number one, you got to find a teacher or probably several. And sometimes that means someone who's got some real expertise in helping others navigate this. And sometimes it's people who really understand you. So I would put three different sort of people into that category, a therapist, a coach, or a mentor. And a therapist, they're really going to help you on the, mo- the emotional side. And I, you know, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. I think everyone should be in therapy. It's my going to therapy is my secret to everything good in life. I know myself better. And I also, the self-awareness that has come from therapy has also made it so that I am much more in tune to others. I am much more empathetic. I am much better equipped to understanding why they do the things they do um, and how I can best meet them where they are. Right. So if I know what I want out of a relationship with someone, understanding better, better understanding them means I can better show up in a way that is going to be mutually beneficial. Therapy is. It's freaking amazing. I mean, you have to find the right therapist, but. If you're listening to this show, I know you care about growth, growth of the revenue and even better, the profits of your business, growth of the freedom and autonomy in your life and growth of yourself as a founder. And you are exactly who I created the high growth founders newsletter for. When you subscribe every week, you get an email with simple, actionable advice to help you be the high growth founder you were meant to be. No BS, no fluff, just the strategies, tactics, and resources I've learned that help you grow your business and yourself as a founder. So go to newsletter.highgrowthfounders.com and subscribe today. So second, coach. And coach, in a lot of ways, co- coaching is similar to therapy, but it's less, there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes with it, but it has this much more sort of practical application component that goes along. And especially if you're finding someone who is an entrepreneurial coach or an executive coach, they've got training that supports their ability to help you navigate really tricky situations. And they're going to give you, they're going to have this perspective of doing this work with lots of other people similar to you, 
So they're going to spot patterns in you that it would be very difficult for you to spot on your own. I know we all want to be able to just be self-sufficient and do this on our own, but guess what? That is a trauma response and finding a coach can help you seriously accelerate that growth journey. And lastly is a mentor. And that's a different kind of relationship, right? It's going to be much more professionally related, but again, they've been there. They've been there. And so they're going to see situations that you're in and also behaviors that you are enacting. And they're going to have a better understanding of, are they serving you? um, How you can make changes, how you can improve. Find a teacher. Find someone who can help you and help guide this journey of of growth and self-awareness. Okay. So second, right? We talked about our world is designed to keep you distracted. So be more present. So how do you do it? How do you find ways to be present? And yeah, I, I say it all the time on this podcast, but you've got to meditate. You've got to find ways to slow down. And meditation, if you struggle with meditation, if you have ADHD like I do, sitting still is really tough. And a lot of how they recommend doing it is just hard for us. So I learned, you know, they will always say you should get up and then sit in a separate chair and you meditate then. By the time I get up, I'm going. And it's really hard for me to then like slow down. So instead, what I do is when my alarm goes off, I put my earbuds in and I meditate right there lying down. It's a perfect way for me to start my day. It gets me into the day in the right way. And it works for me. Another thing that works for me is doing yoga or going for a long walk without my device. Okay. Doing stuff that helps us focus on something like our breath or one foot in front of the other or a pose so that it can slow our brains down and it allows for these thoughts and these realizations to just bubble up. Okay, you will realize things about yourself and about your journey when you find ways to slow down and stop being so distracted. Whatever ways you can do it, whatever ways you can stop looking at every device all the time and get devices and entertainment and media out of your face and your ears, do it because you will learn about yourself. Okay. So that, that third blocker that I mentioned, there's no textbooks about you. There's no guide to you. So this is kind of the most fun for me. And that's study yourself. There's a couple of ways that I recommend doing it. And this is sort of, I'm going to start with sort of the easiest. And that's take personality or psychometric tests, right? Like we've heard about Myers Briggs. Um, Enneagram, I think, is a phenomenal one. Um, I love Strengths Finder. I recently took the Predictive Index. Um, All of these are really, really interesting. And you can learn a lot about yourself. I just want to give you the caution that they're also imperfect, right? So Myers-Briggs is an interesting one where I'm really close to the center on a couple of those categories, especially introvert and extrovert. And you'll then read about that, you know, 
the personality that you've kind of been given. And they're talking about people that are falling more on the extreme. And so there might, it might be worth looking at some of the other personalities and seeing what, what you have in common with them. Just about learning. It's not about a, a roadmap to your destiny. Okay, another thing is write down your goals and track your progress. And we're going to talk about this a little bit in general. Like I think tracking is incredibly powerful. But you will learn a lot about yourself if you start to think about, okay, what do I actually want? And start to track how you're doing and thinking about how is this going? What's working? What isn't? You'll learn things about where you get stuck, about what comes easily. But you need to have that reflection throughout all of this is having that reflection and having it baked in to what you do. That's how you're going to really learn. So another thing that I love is learning a new skill. And this can be anything from, so I got really into powerlifting in my twenties. I know that sounds wild, especially because I'm six feet tall and I don't know, not, not, and have a freaking degenerative neurological disease. Like I am not built for powerlifting, but I loved it. And it taught me a ton about my grit and my resilience. And it got me out of my mind. I would have so many like aha realizations with a big, heavy bar in my back. It's getting out of your head and doing something. It can really teach you a ton. You'll hear, it's probably in a few weeks, an interview, podcast interview I did with Brian Burkhart, and he and his wife took up pottery. And the ways that that has taught him about life and about his perspective on life, it's beautiful and it's powerful. So get out. Do something new. Have an adventure. Try new things. You will learn about yourself. You will learn about your perspective on the world in ways you can't possibly predict. And lastly, in the study yourself, get freaking curious. Get curious about yourself. When you have a strong reaction to something or someone, start to wonder why. Feel that feeling in your body. And just sit with it and see what comes up. And this is probably the most powerful skill that I've learned from my therapist is getting curious about my reactions to things because naturally it will help me connect the dots between whatever is going on for me and something from my past. And I start to better understand my motivation why I do the things I do, how this stuff kind of came up. Okay, so our last category here is that the journey is never ending. So how do you stay consistent along this? And the biggest thing I can say is document your freaking journey. Track, track stuff, track your habits, track your moods, track your sleep. Journal. Start creating content on social media. Like, Document your life, document your learnings, your ahas, your progress. You will start to understand yourself more and more by documenting, right? You're essentially being a scholar of yourself, right? This is taking that studying yourself concept 
but making it consistent, making it something that is a daily practice, that it is something you do, something you are, not just, you know, a thing you do every now and then. Journaling has been the most helpful one for me. I write for five minutes every morning, just whatever comes to mind. I wind up thinking through all kinds of thoughts and ideas. And it is really interesting to maybe once a month go back and read through some of the other ones and start to see the patterns and start to see that journey and be proud of the growth and the evolution of it all. But whatever you do, Learn how to be more self-aware, get in tune to yourself, get aligned with yourself. It will make you more powerful in whatever you do. And it'll also make you a better leader because if you understand yourself, you will better understand others. Okay. I hope this was helpful in love and growth. I'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the high growth founders podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. Much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are all here to learn from one another. So please, if this episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're looking for some help identifying where you have the most opportunity to grow your startup or yourself, take my growth audit at a betterjones.com slash growth audit. You'll answer some questions about your business and yourself as a leader that will shed some light on where you can improve. Plus, you'll have the chance to book some time with me to talk through your results. Okay, that's what I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time.